Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 15th of December. The father of the two men behind the deadly siege in Queensland has broken his silence over the horrific event. Former teachers Gareth and Nathaniel Train and Gareth's wife Stacey ambushed and gunned down police officers Constable Matthew Arnold and Rachel McCrow at the rural property on Monday. Ron Train believes his sons aren't monsters, just two boys who have completely lost their way. The retired Baptist pastor telling Channel 9 of his shock after finding out about his son's involvements in the brutal shootings. I just could not understand how something like this could have occurred with with two children who'd been raised by my late wife Gwen and myself um, with certain beliefs, uh, Christian beliefs. They'll stand before God for what they've done. Uh, they can't be brought to justice now in this world, in the secular world, but um, they will They will before God. I have to say I'm sorry. I need to share that with you. Meantime, the widow of the innocent neighbour killed in the siege says she is heartbroken with the alleged treatment of her late husband's body. Alan Dare was tragically gunned down when he went to investigate the sounds of gunshots and explosions at the neighbouring property. Kerry Dare claiming on Channel 9 his body was left on the side of the road for hours while she begged for answers. And they left him there for 13 hours. Yeah. If he was shot at 5 o'clock, they left him there. I didn't see him till 6 o'clock the next morning. He chose to go and help someone and you're letting him die on the road. In other news this morning, the government's energy price relief plan looks all but certain to make it through Parliament. It's set to see a temporary price cap introduced for both gas and coal with independents Jackie Lambie, David Pocock and now the Greens all formally vowing to back it. But opposition leader Peter Dutton says he wants to look at the legislation in more detail before backing it. So there is no time for a consideration of what's being put before us. Uh, that's not just for the Liberal Party or for the Coalition, but for the Greens and Independents as well. Uh, the Prime Minister's clearly looking for a political wedge here. Former Prime Minister Scott Morrison has faced a day of grilling, giving evidence at the RoboDebt Royal Commission. He was Social Services Minister in 2015 when the scheme was formally announced. Mr Morrison says he was given very explicit advice that no legislation was needed for the scheme, which wrongfully collected millions of dollars from Australians. There was nothing to suggest to me that it was unlawful at that time or at any other time until the Solicitor General uh, provided the Minister for Government Services with advice in 2019. Residents in Tasmania are preparing to pause this week to mark the one-year anniversary of the Hillcrest Primary School tragedy that saw six children killed and three others seriously injured. Our reporter, Rachel Burke, has more from Hobart. It's a solemn time for the Devonport community and the entire state. Tomorrow, the 16th of December, marks the one-year anniversary of that tragic day. A commemoration ceremony is taking place this afternoon to remember and honour the lives of the six children killed in the freak jumping castle accident. A metal heart structure has been placed in the centre of Devonport. It's a reflection of Tasmania's broken heart and no doubt it'll be surrounded by flowers and tributes. 
while Hillcrest Primary School is hosting its own private ceremony for staff and students. And Ambulance Tasmania's wellbeing support director, Matthew Richmond, says this tragedy was felt by many. Look, I think it's fair to say that Hillcrest, uh, as we saw through the uh, flowers that were left at, at, at the scene, uh, that it was a really impactful event for the entire community. Uh, all the emergency responders are part of that community and it was felt very strongly. And 67,000 students across New South Wales are waking up this morning to their HSC results. The state's education department says marks have remained pretty consistent across the board, despite widespread natural disasters, including the floods and also the ongoing COVID crisis. New South Wales Education Minister Sarah Mitchell says students have overcome a lot of challenges during their senior years. But the class of 2022 have performed really well uh, and in a consistent way with other year groups. So a big congratulations to them, but also their teachers, their principals, their support officers at school, uh, and of course their friends and parents who I'm sure have helped them along the way as well. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Very important job data out today, which will be a key indicator on what happens next with interest rates. Yeah, exactly. Understand this. If the news is good for the unemployed, it would be bad news for anyone finding interest rate rise repayments hard to cope with. Economists expect the labour force data to show 17,000 more people in work in November, with the unemployment rate tipped to remain steady at a 48-year low of 3.4%. Westpac even expects that the jobless rate will fall to 3.3%. And given job ads data tells us that there's a record percentage of job vacancies, this could be great news for unemployed and the reason for the Reserve Bank to keep on raising interest rates. And Peter, so many businesses across the country are still being crippled by staff shortages. And now there's one school of thought we should organise more young, skilled immigrants. Yep. The Grattan Institute has called for permanent employer sponsorship to be made available for workers in any occupation earning more than $85,000 a year. The AFR tells us Grattan says only a quarter of permanent visas issued in the past decade went to migrants on the basis of skill, with the remainder allowing family and humanitarian applicants to enter the country. It comes as fewer international students and temporary sponsored workers are transitioning to permanent residency in Australia, with those who do facing much longer waiting times than in the past. The federal government is currently reviewing our migration system. And this is a very interesting story for a Thursday, Peter. Woolworths is reportedly taking its focus away from alcohol in favour of cuddly dogs and cats. That sounds wonderful. It does, doesn't it? Woolworths was once the 100% owner of Dan Murphy's and other booze outlets, but it listed its drinks business separately on the stock market, keeping 14.6% of the new company called the Endeavour Group. But this week it sold 5.5% of its shares and the share price fell 4.3% to raise $636 million. And speculation is that it will use the money to build a stake in pet goods retailer, Pet stock. Australians spend nearly $31 billion a year on pets each year. It's incredible, Peter. Thanks so much. You have a great day. Same to you.
time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Australia's best batter is preparing to come up against the country of his birth for the very first time when the series with South Africa fires up in Brisbane. Yeah, Manus Labuschagne is the number one test batsman in the world right now. He was actually born in South Africa and could quite easily be playing for them in this series, which begins in Brisbane this weekend, as you mentioned. He was in South Africa till he was 10 and came to Australia, and now he is our number three. He's our best batter in the side, I think, uh, in current form, better than Steve Smith and uh, and Travis Head. Uh, here he is talking about coming up against the Proteus for the first time. You know, the likes of Jack Callis, Sean Pollock, you know, Graeme Smith, A.B. de Villiers, all these guys that I, you know, as a young kid growing up in South Africa, you look up to these guys. I certainly think it's it's always exciting, you know, what this test holds because it is a little bit closer to my heart because it's um, the country where I grew up and, you know, I spent 10 years of my life. The BBL season is well and truly underway. The Strikers getting a big win by 51 runs over the Sixers at Adelaide Oval last night. Matt Short named a player of the match. He was given out on just one run uh, LBW, but uh, successfully appealed the first DRS challenge in BBL history. Uh, and he told Fox Cricket that uh, he can thank teammate Chris Lynn for that. I thought it was probably out. Um, I was about to walk off um, looking at the replays, but yeah, hopefully Linny sort of sent it upstairs for me and yeah, got away with it. And the Aussie women's T20 side got a win over India in Mumbai. They lead that series 2-1 thanks to career best knocks from uh, Elise Perry and Grace Harris, Tash. Yeah, and Brett, another golden night in the pool for the Aussie team at the short course World Champs in Melbourne. Yeah, and uh, the crowd attendance and the atmosphere seem outstanding for this and our swimmers aren't letting them down. Lani Pallister is cleaning up at the moment, leading from start to finish to blitz the field in the 800-metre freestyle final. She then returned to anchor the relay team. 200 metres they won in world record time. But the world record is going to be obliterated and Australia continues. On Channel 9 there, Tash. Yeah, absolutely. Sensational effort there. And also this morning, Brett, a major setback for the Sea Eagles yet again during an NRL pre-season training incident. Yeah, the handbrake has been put on turbo. Tom Trebojevic uh, limped off the field with what looks like yet another hamstring injury. He's had four tears in the past. So Manly's best player and one of the best players in the NRL is uh, set for scan. So uh, potentially... Uh, their premiership hopes riding on the result of that scan. It's going a little bit more smoothly, though, for the Bombers in the AFL under their new coach, Brad Scott. He's been impressed by Dyson Heppel, the veteran who has led the side for a number of years, but stopped short of guaranteeing he will retain the captaincy. He'll have a key role to play for us next year, but in terms of finalising what that leadership structure looks like next year, I suspect it'll take us the first couple of months of next year before we get to that stage. A couple of weeks into summer, but still footy news around, Tash. Yeah, plenty. Never boring in the world of sport. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And some may say you can forget coal or gas. Researchers have reportedly made a major breakthrough in unlocking a near limitless, safe and clean source of energy. A university in California says its lab has managed to get more energy out of a nuclear fusion reaction than they put in. It's the first time it's happened since this type of nuclear research began in the 1950s. Experts say it is a momentous achievement, but warn we're still a long way away from the technology being part of our clean energy supply. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.